the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning. It's Sunday and time for the Fish Community Lighthouse. Shining the light on different parts of our community while also helping to keep you and your family safe. It's a public affairs presentation of 104.7 The Fish. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, shining in the darkness, I will follow you. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, I will trust the promise. You will carry me safe to shore, safe to shore, safe to shore, safe to shore. Well, this is the Fish Community Lighthouse, where we get to shine the spotlight on local nonprofits doing a whole lot of good in Atlanta. Hello, I'm Beth Bacall. Please welcome Angela Dykes. She is the executive director of Bald Ridge Lodge. Bald Ridge Lodge is a nurturing, home-like stabilization facility where young men learn the skills they need to be successful in life. The boys who come and stay at the lodge leave with a lot of knowledge and confidence, and they need this to excel in life. So they're doing so much good at Baldridge Lodge, and I know Angela just can't wait to tell us all about it. Hello, Angela. Hello, Beth. How are you? I can't wait to hear what is happening at Baldridge Lodge. Now, you've got a foster care facility. This is where kids go when they have no Mm -hmm. place to go, and we're specifically speaking about, you know, during these challenging times in Atlanta, especially during COVID, I was told that Mm -hmm. the boys you care for so wonderfully have felt a little left out. Is that true? That is true, yes. they were. um, It was really hard at the beginning when um, schools were closed and they did not have that social outlet that they were so used to. There was a lot of frustration and kind of that feeling of isolation at the beginning. Um, We've really worked hard with them to work through that and um, come to a little bit better understanding of the situation. But they are doing really well right now with understanding and we've actually had a lot of donations and, and supporters that have come alongside us to really help them feel, you know, not so isolated and um, people have sent meals and games and uh, activities and and things like that um, throughout this time. So that's really been a big help. There's a lot of generosity flowing around for COVID-19. It's good to hear those stories. Yeah, absolutely. So let's unpack and tell us exactly what happens at Bald Ridge Lodge. Who are these young men that you are caring for? How do they come to you? Okay, so we have a contract with um, the Department of Family and Children's Services and also with our Forsyth County Juvenile Court. So um, the boys could come to us for any number of reasons, but generally they've experienced some kind of trauma that has prevents them from being with their family, um, their biological family, for whatever reason. Um, and so they come in and we work with them to address the trauma through therapy, to learn the life skills that they need to, you know, move on as an adult if that's, you know, if they're old enough to be kind of thinking in that in terms of that. Um, we help them achieve 
whatever their permanency plan is. And that could involve returning home to a biological family. That could involve going to a foster home or an adoptive home. Or it could involve moving into their own apartment and, and you know, kind of launching into that adult life um, from here. And in fact, during the COVID-19 um, time frame, we actually had uh, two young men over the course of that time turn 18, move into an independent living program in their own apartment, get jobs. So two success stories launched out into the world um, during this pandemic. That's so exciting and rewarding on your end, I'll bet. Yes, for sure. You have an incredible staff. As you look at your uh, website, you see a lot of really happy, smiling, genuine faces. (laughs) Yes, yes. Our staff is amazing. For a facility like this, you tend to typically see a lot of turnover in staff, but we have an amazing tenured staff. Um, a lot of our direct care staff have been here for, you know, six, eight, ten years working with these kids, and it's just their passion and their mission. And so I'm really proud to be a part of uh, the group that comes in every day, you know, rain or shine, sick or, or, or well, you know, out in the world with the pandemic, they're still coming in and doing what they do and, and uh, taking care of the boys and helping them grow into strong and young men. Well, leadership starts at the top, and you are the executive director. So thanks for being such a good leader there, Angela. Can you uh, share a story, you know, share a story about a young man or a boy comes to your place? Because I would think just that beginning entrance could be almost uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, what happens? How, you know, share a story about somebody coming in. And then leaving mm-hmm. like one of the young men that has their own apartment. Yeah. Um, and I know you can't mention names because of security. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Kind of a typical story probably, and this is one uh, that's recently um, launched into the world, is, is a very similar story to this, is that, you know, they um, maybe have been in and out of foster care or um, had family situations that where their parents were not able to care for them for various reasons. Um, maybe it was homelessness or just a neglectful situation and, and occasionally, you know, outright abusive situations. And that's what, you know, brings the boys into a situation like foster care and into the lodge. But they, they come, they, they get comfortable, they get their safety needs met. And then, you know, that's kind of that bottom layer foundation, right? When you feel safe, then you're able to um, start to grow and learn. And so once we're able to provide that safe environment, then we can begin to um, help them work through trauma and just their life issues that um, maybe they haven't learned the best patterns or the the best habits, you know, with dealing with things that that come up in life. And so we've, you know, had some that have had trouble with um, substance abuse or just, you know, getting so angry that they get into fights at school or things like that, right? And we're able to help them learn to make better choices. And um, we're really proud of the, the two boys that, that um, finished their, their, you know, childhoods basically here and, and really learned to make adult decisions. They, um, you know, were, were making wise choices. They were staying out of drama. They were getting their schoolwork done, addressing, you know, the needs of their future. And uh, we were just so proud to be able to help them move into their new apartment and really start looking at their their long-term futures and kind of leave all of that baggage of, you know, maybe a dysfunctional family situation, you know, behind them. Um, not to completely separate from their family because they still have those relationships and we want to try to help them have healthy, positive relationships with their family, but also have that foundation of, 
now they're on their own and they can they can be the kind of adult that's going to be successful and kind of break some of the cycles that they've experienced in their life. That safety piece is so important. That's the core. It's actually the number two core of your core beliefs that you believe providing a safe and nurturing home-like environment is essential yeah. to the care and well-being of the boys you get to care for. It's a gift for you and it's a gift for them, isn't it? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. And you believe that you can change lives through mm-hmm. what your program is about at Bald Ridge Lodge. Can you share about mm-hmm. a life that's been changed without sharing the name of the boy? Sure. Sure. Yeah. So we had one young man that, that came to live with us um, during the pandemic, and he was having trouble with getting his um, his online schoolwork done um, in his biological home. And there were some other issues there as well, but he um was needed to be removed from the situation. And so he came in pretty much failing everything um, as a high school student. And our staff was able to spend some one-on-one time with him and really just sit with him and, you know, at the little computers that we have for them to do their schoolwork on and just work through each assignment. And you could really just begin to see him kind of blossoming into an interest in learning. Um, I remember one of the uh, assignments he had to do was to make a mask um, because I think the teachers were trying to make it, you know, relevant to the current situation. So he had to make a paper mask, and he just really got into that project and was so proud of what he had done. And this is a kid who, prior to coming here, could have cared less about the schoolwork, what was happening online. He probably wasn't even logging in at all, and we were able to get him to finish up his school year, um, and and all he had to do this summer is one semester of one class to be able to pass, um, you know, into the next grade level, and that is that would not have happened if he had not been here with that one-on-one attention that our staff was able to give him. That's incredible. You are a life-changing facility. We're talking to the Executive Director, Angela Dykes, at Bald Ridge Lodge. Your beliefs are fantastic. You believe in the power of bringing the resources of the community together and that it's a privilege to work with the youth that are, are being brought to you. So can mm-hmm. you give us just an idea of the, like the day in the life, a day in the life of um, one of the mm-hmm. boys that uh, you have the privilege of caring for? Sure, yeah. So... Um during the school year, it's uh, very much like what you would expect in any family is um, you're going to wake up and time to get your hygiene done, get dressed, get ready, eat some breakfast, and uh, head off to school. Um, of course, during the coronavirus time, we had online school, and so we set up a situation where we um, had our you know, 10 to 12 uh, Chromebooks at the dining room table and you know, the boys are set up, getting their work done. We've got staff, you know, there to help and oversee. About lunchtime, we uh, generally have one or two of the boys actually involved in making of meals. And so a lot of the boys really love to cook and do a great job. They're, they're, most of them are better than me um, with, uh, with cooking. Of course, that's not very hard. But um, they uh, they enjoy doing that and, and uh, you know, trying new things and, and making things for the whole group. And so they'll eat as a group. And then um, we were doing uh, initially two sessions of school, but then the, the kind of the workload got a little bit lighter as the coronavirus uh, situation carried on. And so the afternoons began to be more of a free time. And so we have, of course, you know, it's a boys' home. We've got lots of video games. We've got 
um, a basketball court, kind of a mini basketball court outdoors. We've got bikes. We've got, you know, balls and all kinds of things for them to participate in and, and uh, you know, find ways to um, entertain themselves for some free time. And then we would do maybe a second session of uh, tutoring. With um, uh, We actually have a tutor that comes in um, in the afternoons, and he's here to kind of help with extra, you know, anyone that needs extra help or a little bit more, you know, one-on-one time with uh, some, some uh, educational things. Dinner time, and uh, again, the boys help with making the menus and making the meals. Then we'll uh, do some, you know, maybe some chores after dinner, maybe go outside and play a game, sit at the table, play a game, interact with, uh, you know, the staff that are in and out, and then hygiene and and go to bed. So it's, uh, you know, very similar to any kind of family situation. We uh, have a lot of, as I've mentioned, people that are providing opportunities and activities for us, and so those, you know, might be on the weekends or um, in the evening, you know, someone might bring dinner or uh, have dinner delivered or open up a, a, you know, swimming pool for us to, you know, bring the boys over to swim, something like that. But yeah, just anything that you can imagine that a, a family would do, that's the kind of thing that we, we end up doing here. And the boys are just uh, very involved in every aspect of lodge life, you know. They're, we want this to be their home and part of uh, them to be part of how things go around here. Yeah, that's fantastic structure. About how many boys do you have at Baldridge Lodge at a time? Um, so we, can, we have up to 12 beds. Um, we typically have between 8 and 10 boys at any given time. Um, during the pandemic, it's been a little bit lower. We're, we're at 7 right now, but as I mentioned, we've had a few that have successfully moved on to, you know, better better places and things, um, but we've also accepted some new, some new kids into the program as well. So, yeah, up to 12, but right now about 7. For as good as you're describing the fantastic structure and the mission of Bald Ridge Lodge, there's always a need, isn't there? Always a need. Absolutely. Donations from yes. the community can be in a monetary Mm -hmm. form or food or opening up a swimming pool like you said yes and you also have uh, mentoring and volunteer opportunities on your website can you talk about those a little bit yeah yeah so they're a little bit limited right now just because of the the virus and we are still technically sheltering in place because we're a community living situation so through the middle of june we'll we'll be um you know limiting that um to quite a degree but during normal times we love to have um, volunteers come into the lodge. Um, of course, there's background checks and those kinds of things that have to happen first, but um, we have many regular volunteers that come and, and help with tutoring or might come and, you know, do a cookout or, you know, have a particular skill that they can share with the boys, teach them about, you know, uh, fishing or a particular style of, of cooking or something like that. Um, and so, yes, we're always looking for more people to interact, both both on a group setting with the boys, but also um, looking for one-on-one mentors. Um, you know, when the when the boys are getting older and and looking for jobs and thinking about their careers, um, we do like to try to match them up with an adult in the community who can give them some guidance and some you know some help in um, kind of making those decisions and maybe even making connections for, you know, uh, jobs or uh, just future, you know, connections for what they're looking for as far as careers and that kind of thing. 
Yeah, sometimes that one-on-one connection benefits the uh, person on the other end, the giver, even more so than the receiver. How long have you been the executive director of Baldridge Lodge? Well, I'm actually pretty new. I uh, started in January when our previous executive director retired. And so I started late January, and then about a month later, a month and a half later, we heard about this thing called the coronavirus and kind of went into... uh, you know, managing crisis mode um, for a bit. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm relatively new, but I feel now like I've been here for years because we've had (laughs) so much uh, happen in the short time that I've been part of the lodge. You've had to really make a a lot of changes (laughs) right away. Careful for what you pray for. Right. (laughs) God, I would love to have that position. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Here you go. Well, it sounds like you've been really equipped and uh, so much so that, you know, the boys are actually looking at you for how you're leading them as well. Uh, you do have a lesson, though, that you've already kind of learned in your time at Baldridge Lodge. Yeah, um, I would say one of the biggest things for me is just the um, importance of the the boys having a voice in their, you know, their daily living. One of the first things that they wanted to do, of course, is tell me all about the things that they wanted to change, right? The minute I walked in the door, <laughs> they said, can we do this? Can we do this? But something that we've been using our time, you know, kind of, I'm thinking of it kind of as downtime because, you know, that we couldn't go a lot of places. And so we actually formed a task force um, of the boys to make some recommendations about some of the systems, the, the behavior management and the privileges and uh, the systems that we use to assign those during, you know, during their stay. And so we just recently have rolled out some of their recommendations and the things that they worked on during the coronavirus. And so they're, they're very um, invested now, you know, in how those systems work because they had a voice in, um, in helping make them possible and, and, you know, making them the way that, that they, they felt like they should be. So I think giving people a voice, especially when there's so many things that they can't do, you know, with the, with the pandemic and being kind of limited and isolated, you know, we wanted to make sure that they had the opportunity to give their voice and make decisions in every opportunity that we could. You know, Angela Dykes, you may have been thrown into a deeper place of leadership than you had expected when you took over becoming the executive director of Baldridge Lodge. But it sounds like not only have you become an even stronger leader, but you're raising some really strong leaders for us for the future. So thank you. Well, thank you. I really hope that's what's happening. And I believe it's true. I'm seeing that a lot in, in the the young men that are here. They're really rising to the challenge of a lot of things these days. You can see more about Bald Ridge Lodge at baldridgelodge.org. That's baldridgelodge.org. Angela, thanks for spending time on the Fish Community Lighthouse today. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Fish Community Lighthouse, shining the light on different parts of our community while also helping to keep you and your family safe. It's a public affairs presentation of 104.7 The Fish, WFSH, FM, and HD, Athens, Atlanta. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, shining in the darkness, I will follow you. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, I will trust the promise. You will carry me safe to shore.